Welcome to episode 15 of Lime Ninja Radio. I'm your host, McKay Rippey, and with me in the studio today is our producer, Aurora. Hello. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Diane Marie, and that's not her two first names. Her last name is Marie, and uh, she runs a support group in New Mexico. But before I have Aurora introduce her, I want to ask you if you like our podcasts, the easiest way to make sure you don't miss any is to subscribe on iTunes. And that's how I listen to my podcasts. I'll subscribe to them and then I put them on my iPhone or sometimes I'll listen to them on my desktop or even I'll put them on a little shuffle when I'm mowing the lawn on the tractor. So that's the easiest way to do it. Make sure you don't uh, miss any episodes. So you just go over to uh, iTunes Either on the web, you can search for it, or in your iTunes uh, app that's with the desktop or your phone or your iPad or whatever Apple device you have. Uh, it's also available on Stitcher, which is a platform similar to iTunes, but it's for uh, Google phones, right? I have no idea. Android. Android. Android-based phones. Well, Android is made by Google. Go on over to iTunes and Stitcher and subscribe to Lime Ninja Radio. Aurora, tell us about Diane Marie. Diane Marie is an Air Force veteran and lives in New Mexico. After she was diagnosed with Lyme disease, she founded a statewide Lyme support group and writes a newsletter. Diane does her best to send newbies as well as those who have been struggling for years the latest information. This includes information about the disease and treatments as well as resources for people who are sick. Thanks, Aurora, and here's our interview. Hi, McKay. How are you? Very nice to finally meet you. Yeah, same here. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about could it be Lyme and also Lyme for poor people. Yes, great topics. Well, there is hope for for us. Hope is real. And um, chronic Lyme makes many many people poor even before getting diagnosed. But um, we can get through this. And I prepared links up for the Lyme Ninja page for people to look through. Um, I want people to know that I have no medical training. I have New Mexico Lyme disease support. Um, if it could be Lyme, then um, learn all you can from good sources, and then you'll know how to proceed. Um, Lyme and other tick-borne diseases are badly epidemic across the U.S. and around the world. A person can get infected with Lyme in every U.S. state because ticks can't read road signs. But some state epidemiologists still deny that Lyme disease exists in their state. And the federal government denies that chronic Lyme disease exists at all. That's politics and profits. Without an accurate diagnosis and great treatment, your quality of life sooner or later suffers. Chronic Lyme is serious and many can't work. They wind up on disability. So if you or someone you know is ill and the doctors don't make sense, well, conventional doctors will not diagnose it. The reason Lyme and other tick-borne diseases are rampant in the world is due to the process of ecological change. For a long time now, ticks have been exploding their populations and jumping their territory. For example, lone star ticks 
are endemic to the southwestern U.S., and now they can be found across the southwest, southwestern U.S., and also um, in the Midwest and up to Maine and part of Canada. Most deer ticks that infect people are youngsters, um, the size of only a poppy seed, so it's hard to notice them, but they're very tiny. The CDC says you can wait 24 to 48 hours before removing a tick. I've never known a tick to wear a watch. Have you met Kay? Exactly, and that if you take it off within that 48 hours, you'll be okay, right? Yeah, Yeah, right. that's, that's it, baloney. It's you'll be okay. <laughs> it is baloney, yeah. Um, it's a line ninja fact that ticks don't care what the CDC did take. So. <laughs> well, I'll have to put that the up idea, there. <laughs> all right. The idea that you have to hike all the way out into the woods in order to get a tick bite is not true. Although, yeah, you can get it all the way out in the woods. You can get a tick bite in your yard or where, where birds gather at bird feeders because birds get ticks too. So do lizards and other critters. Really ticks lizards? Can be Lizards, yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Here in the desert, yeah. No kidding. Um, ticks can be found outside underneath wood picnic tables, wood chairs, logs with bark or without bark, also in leaf litter. Um, and people have got to know this. When grass, any grass, is wet or dewy, ticks can take the opportunity to climb up the blade and wait for a meal to pass by like you or your child, um, your dog, your horse, stay out of wet or dewy grass. Um, do tick checks in hiding places like the back of your knees or in, in your hair. Um, you can feel it in your hair. Um, ticks can be killed by putting them in a hot dryer, preheated for five minutes, as long as you don't put too many clothes inside. With a tick bite, take a photo of it, not in direct sunlight. Now you have a medical document showing a tick bite. Um, use a tweezers, preferably a pointy tweezers, to grab the, head, the tick's head close to the skin. Then pull straight back. Um, and you have, to pull, your hands and you, just, you have to pull gently, right, so not to rip the head off? Um, well, pull firmly. Firmly, okay. And straight back, uh-huh. Wash your hands um, and disinfect the bite area. Don't use chemicals to remove a tick. And um, and don't back out the tick with a match because that may ensure um, germs do enter the body. Um, any tick that is embedded in the skin needs to be dug out right away by an ER doctor. Be bold and tell the ER doctor to make sure they dig out all the tick parts. Um, people also need to know that for decades, the press has taught people wrong information about Lyme disease. Even now they're doing that. Most all of the press ignores um, the experience of uh, people with chronic Lyme disease, and they've done that for decades. That's crucial to know. Um, even today, it's, it's rare that the press gives accurate information. Why, why do you think that is? Well, why are they doing it? For decades now, Lyme patients have gone to the press and given their Lyme story, telling them what happened to them and what helped them, which is long-term antibiotic combinations. But invariably, with not very many exceptions, the press just 
prints the, the CDC stuff, what the CDC says, and ignores those patients. Well, it's, it's lazy. I, in my opinion, it's lazy reporting. It's, there's so much uh, reporting done by, by press releases these days, and you, so you have an authority, an authority figure, like the CDC sends out a press release, and it's so easy just to swap a few paragraphs around, grab a quote, and now you have a story. It doesn't take any actual reporting or thinking. So there's a lot of laziness in the press. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So don't s- um, don't send me too much hate mail, but just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the press protects um, pol- profits and politics in that way, though, when they're when they're lazy, and others suffer for it. Right now, uh, McKay, there are multi millions of people in the U.S. who drag their hurting body from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor, asking. What's wrong with me? And pretty soon I won't be able to work. What will become of me? Or what if it, what if it were your child, doctor? Conventional doctors across the U.S. for years have known what Lyme and chronic Lyme is, but they refuse to help us. Um, what ha- whatever happened to physician do no harm. When a person understands the politics and profits of chronic Lyme disease, it's then that they're oriented to seek the journey to get remarkably better. There are links to understanding um, Lyme on this Lyme Ninja page. Um, Okay, could it be Lyme? Do you or someone you know um, think you could have Lyme, or um, could this be a hint for you? Lyme disease is caused by by a type of bacteria called Borrelia burgdorferi. It's a cousin of syphilis. With early Lyme, that means you were infected 30 days ago, 30 days ago or less. You may think you have the flu, or you may have no symptoms at all. 85% don't get, uh, don't don't recall a tick bite, and most people who are infected did not get a Lyme rash. Although getting a Lyme rash is diagnostic for Lyme disease, it can be a pinkish rash of any size. Not many get an actual Lyme bullseye rash. Did you, McKay? I did. I was so lucky. It was on my arm. I dragged myself to the bath. I remember this so vividly. Sunday morning, uh-huh. dragged myself, feeling sorry for myself, how bad I felt. And I looked in the mirror, kind of in my eyes, and then I looked down at my arm. <laughs> and there was this bullseye oh, rash. And my wife had uh, worked for quite a while at the Johns Hopkins School of Public Health, and one of the stories she had done was on Lyme disease. So we we knew it existed. We didn't definitely, uh-huh. coming from the establishment, we didn't understand the, the depth of the problem. So we knew that what we had to do was get, get immediate uh, antibiotic help. But actually, it was so funny. I sure. felt immediately better. Once I saw that rash and kind of had a name, a label to put on it, I instantly felt better. Uh-huh. So I, I understand. It's, and let me tell you a story. I had this young man. His mom brought him in. He's still in high school, uh, early ages in high school. And he was going to get worked up for psychological problems. Uh-huh. And things started getting bad about four years ago. And, yeah, there's some, you know, he's got some struggles that he's, his family issues are dealing with. But nothing too too tremendous. Um, uh-huh. But he, you know, so I started asking, well, you have joint pain? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I heard all over. 
and he's a three-sport athlete, and he's very tall for his age. So I think it's kind of been shrugged off as, well, you're just active and have growing pains. But son of a gun, right. you know, he's, you know, did you get tested for Lyme? Yeah, we got tested for Lyme, but it came back negative. Uh, but my diagnosis without being absolutely is Lyme disease and started treating him for it. And he's feeling better already. And I think who's treating him for it? I am. Oh, I'm, I'm okay, an acupun- good. Yes, I'm an acupuncturist. Good. So we, you know, got him some herbs, uh, and uh, did some acupuncture to help detoxify and to 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 calm his spirit down, his shen down in Chinese medicine. And it's mm-hmm. it's remarkable. I think there are thousands, if not millions, of these invisible Lyme or similar infectious cases just. Just like you say, just hanging out there and they're going from doctor to doctor and getting no satisfaction. And it's, they're suffering and they're getting poorer. It's, yeah, it's brutal. Now, how did you get interested in Lyme disease? Um, I got a, lot, a huge Lyme rash in the mid 90s and I had no other signs or symptoms. Um, and I saw the big rash in a, in a book. At the library, and and the book said to go go to the lot, go to the store and get some cream and put it on, and it'll disappear. And that's exactly what happened. It disappeared. Nine years later, bam! I was in the VAER with um, signs and symptoms within the hour, and except for two months later, I got meningitis also. Oh really? I had a I, I later typed up my signs and symptoms. I had a page and a half. I was ignored by 31 doctors in and out of the VA. Um, finally, um, I, I figured it out for myself. And I sought help from an LLMD. So, so I, I got help. Yes, yeah, so um, two questions. Two and then. What, years. what branch of the service I, were you in? I'm in the Air Force. Okay. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and where do, where do you think you um, got the tick bite? Um, in Utah, of all places. Okay. Yeah. Um, I lived out in the country near Hill Air Force Base, and there was um, a horse trough. Yeah. And there were a lot of critters that, you know, came to, to the watering spout, so okay. to speak. And so um, I have to imagine that's where I got it, but I never saw the tick. Yeah, neither did I. I used to have tons of tick bites in Wisconsin. But um, I never saw this tick. Um, it took two and a half years of great treatment from a, a Lyme-littered ND, and um, we had stopped um, the. I had. I also had aggressive, progressive MS, and in, after two and a half years of great treatment for Lyme and Babesia, we had stopped the MS process, and I was ninety percent better overall. So it can be done. I'm now 95 percent there overall. Now, do you still it have that? A lot of work. Yeah. Do you still have the MS diagnosis, or do you think that was just part no. of the Lyme disease? No, the MS is gone. The process has been stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So there is hope. That hope is real, but it takes years. It yeah, it does. Um, and how did you? I'm also very curious. So you go from doctor to doctor. What did you say? 31 different doctors. Yep. And then, yep. so you diagnosed yourself finally. Say, okay, I know what this is. Then how do you make the transition from the traditional 
system where you're just getting bumped from doctor to doctor to somebody who's going to help you. How did you do that? Um, well, I got a nurse case manager because I was so bad off. Um, the nurse case manager worked for the insurance company. And um, at about that same time, I found out about um, Lyme disease, and I figured this is probably what I have. So I told her about it. And um, a, a doctor who works for, actually for the, for the insurance company used to treat Lyme um, in Albuquerque, and he, he heard about it, and so he, he approved treatment for me. Brilliant. I was getting Medicaid at the time, so okay. that was terrific. People need to know that for decades this has gone on. People have tried to bring uh, the truth about Lyme disease forward, and it's been a very, very slow process. Um, right now, people there's still people going from doctor to doctor to doctor, multi-millions of people, and they don't know what's going on. Um, when a person understands the politics and profits of Lyme disease, then they can get oriented. Um, treat the bite when when you first get infected with early Lyme, or when you first get bitten. Um, if you were infected or not, you say treat the bite, because any bite from any kind of tick, hard or soft, may have infected you with more than one tick-borne disease, and the consequences of not legitimately treating a tick bite are far too serious. So nip any chance of horrible, dis- disabling illness <clears throat> while you can. And what do you think the best way to do that is? Get an antibiotic or local antibiotic yes. cream? Yeah. Both? If you were... If you have a tick bite um, and it's been 30 days or less, then um, you need two and a half to three months of one antibiotic. But it needs to be at a high enough dosage. And you should contact your local Lyme disease support group to find a doctor willing to help you. But you have to act fast. Yeah, you do. Just like you did. Yeah. Right. Just dumb luck on my part. What's what's the climate like? Because I'm in central New York, so about a uh, half hour outside of Utica, about uh, an hour east of Syracuse, and about an hour and a half west of Albany. So we're we're kind of uh, a little upstate, north and west of uh, the Hudson River, where the Lyme disease is really pandemic. But we're in that, you know, mm-hmm. close enough to the Adirondacks and some other areas where, where it's still quite prevalent. And people are surprised when I tell some local stories from around here where there's still doctors saying, oh, no, we don't have Lyme around here. Now, do you run into that in New Mexico still? All the time. Yep. All the time. Mm-hmm. There are 313 in our New Mexico support group. Wow. There are more coming all the time. Um, Lyme disease is caused by a, a type of bacteria called Borrelia burgdorferi. It's a cousin of syphilis. Um, so people need to know that this is Lyme disease is almost akin to syphilis. Um, it's it's thought to be worse than syphilis. It gets in the brain. Um, you know what? Do when, you, it be, when it becomes chronic. Can you talk? If you can, I'll talk about it a little bit. But I don't think a lot of people – syphilis is such an old disease and penicillin mm-hmm. for the most part kind of wiped it out of our memories that people don't know 
how tremendously awful syphilis was for a very, very long time. So Yeah, I used to read about it in my, my textbook um, in school. And um, chronic Lyme is not in textbooks in schools, and it needs to be. Yeah, the, so the, um, the the form, the spirochete form bacteria, which syphilis and, and Lyme share, so it's a corkscrew-shaped bacteria, and this little sucker uh-huh. can burrow its way into all kinds of tissue, including cartilage, including muscle, including uh, heart exactly. tissue, right? And then it or, tunnels its way through the body. Yep, mm-hmm. pass its way th- into the past the blood-brain barrier and get inside your brain, and that's what really happened with mm-hmm. with syphilis. It it made people. I'll say it batshit crazy. Um, and until the, until yeah. penicillin came along, well, that was one, one of the reasons why people didn't fool around as much was you could really end up, uh, seriously, seriously sick. Yes, absolutely. And a psychiatric mess because there was no treatment really back then. So. And people still, uh, so do you have people in your support group who have, uh, neurological? Symptoms? Oh, yeah. Nearly everybody does. We're kind of isolated out here, so um, we're not as likely to hear about Lyme disease out in New Mexico as you are in New York. So people tend to go for a long time before they figure it out uh, or somebody tells them. Yeah. So what do you think? And the test. Go ahead. The thing is, if, if you go to a conventional doctor, especially um, an infectious disease doctor, then um, they give you the Lyme titers test. It's an Alyssa test. And that no, almost nobody gets um, diagnosed with that. Were you diagnosed with that test? Uh, no, absolutely not. And uh, it came uh-huh. back negative. So, again, but I got yeah. tested within a week of uh, being bit. So probably hadn't developed the antibodies yet, A. And then who knows if it oh, would have Oh, okay. Ever- I'm sorry. That's right. Right. So who yeah. knows if it even later on, if I get tested now, if I'd come back positive or not, who knows? Yeah. Well, if you think, you, if, if people out there think they have early Lyme disease within 30, 30 days of being bit or possibly early Lyme disease, don't go to any conventional doctor. Um, contact your local support group leaders to find out um, what doctor can help you. So it, you really it think it's important to, to travel early and find a Lyme literate doctor immediately and don't mess around with your local... Absolutely. Don't mess around with conventional doctors. No. No. Get a doctor who knows what they're doing. The yeah, woman who runs who our local uh, support group, her story is uh, she also diagnosed herself and uh, down the street at the vet office, the vet was doing a booming business treating dogs for Lyme disease. And literally across the street and 100 yards down at her doctor's office, her doctor said straight to her face, we don't have Lyme disease here in Syracuse. <laughs> right. You know? right. And it's just. That's, that's, what I, that's what none of my PCPs told me. Um, Lyme disease is extremely rare and only in Connecticut. Right. The ignorance <laughs> is astounding. It is. Yeah. Um, conventional doctors, especially infectious disease doctors, don't want anything to do with us, um, except that they want us in and out in about eight minutes. Right. You're you're the Internet right. crazy people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You got Lyme from the Internet, right. That's-, <laughs> <laughs> That's where you get it from. Darn, if we only had known that. <laughs> 
<laughs> practice safe internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, now here's what's gonna here's what would have happened to you if you hadn't done something right away about your early Lyme disease. Because um if it's not caught within thirty days, it starts to disseminate through your body and when it crosses the blood brain barrier, you get what's called chronic Lyme. That's a neurological brain infection. Lyme is um in fact you had brought this up. Lyme is especially hard to get rid of from the brain. Um, getting chronic Lyme can happen rather quickly or um, faster or up to a year later. You may get signs or symptoms or not. Um, for example, I went nine years with no other signs or symptoms other than the, the Lyme rash. So um, there is a plethora of possible signs or symptoms that you may notice um, in your brain and in at least one other body process, that's a clue. Um, not necessarily diagnostic, of course, but it's, it's a clue that it could be Lyme. Chronic Lyme disease is a disease of heavy inflammation. Um, for adults, the signs and symptoms can be fatigue or exhaustion. Memory dims, including word recall. It gets hard to use your brain to think. Um, and so it's hard to speak. You may have poor concentration, confusion, dizziness. There may or not, may not be fever or chills. It's important to know that signs and symptoms can remit and then relapse. We get all sorts of neurological pain uh, as possible. For example, tingling, burning, shooting pains, or numbness. Um, we can have muscle pain pain in the gut, nausea, diarrhea, arthritis, that's a biggie, yeah. um, and the arthritis may migrate around the body. Yes. It's, it's strange. Um, I had arthritis in my knee real bad, my right knee, and then the next day I had no arthritis in my right knee, and I had arthritis in my left knee. So we're, it, it's pretty strange. Um we can have Bell's palsy, which is when half your face is paralyzed or both sides of your face. That's when your, your eye droops and your lip droops in, in different degrees in different people. Right. It looks like a little bit like a stroke, but it's, it's viral many times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, we can have hideous pain in our head. Yep. Um, meningitis. A stiff neck is pretty common. Hmm. Um, neck and shoulder pain is also very common, and it, it can have more than one cause. Um, insomnia is common. Chest pain, like like tightness across the chest. Palpitations, shortness of breath, eye pain, uh, blurred vision, uh, other eye problems, um, a problem with hearing. My hearing used to waver in and out. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Balance problems, oh, yeah. seizures, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to sound, jaw pain, testicular or pelvic pain, um, tinnitus, which is noise between the ears, yeah. back pain, and some get anxiety, mood swings, or some get a psychiatric illness, and a lot more. And how about co-infections? Co-infections. Most of us with Lyme, with chronic Lyme disease, have one or more other tick-borne illnesses. 
um, here in the area of New Mexico, we can get 26 tick-borne diseases in New Mexico and surrounding states. I dug that out of the CDC website. I, I, I searched long and hard to find every tick illness I could find, and um, I came up with 26 for my area of the country. And most doctors won't diagnose these, and they, they don't know how to treat them. So. Right. Um, what else here? Let's see. Oh, sooner or later, Lyme, w- without great treatment, turns deadly. Um, now, the signs and symptoms for children are similar, um, but the signs and symptoms can differ among individual kids. But kids can get Bell's palsy, pain in their head, a stiff neck, um, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to sound, memory problems, such as word recall, learning problems. There can be... Um, outbursts, mood swings. There can be uncharacteristic behavior. Um, There can be an inability to sustain attention. Arthritis is a biggie. Abdominal pain, nausea, diarrhea, chest pain, palpitations, shortness of breath, tingling, burning or shooting pains, seizures, and more. In a room full of Lyme folks, You'd think we each had a different illness, but it's it's Lyme disease. It's really incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It's a Lyme ninja fact that kids <laughs> and adults may need a cane or a wheelchair, but when we get great treatment and when we give it time, then we get out of the wheelchair or we get rid of the cane. It's pretty miraculous, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a good story, really. Because we do get better, hard as it is, right. expensive as it is. Let's talk about money for a little bit. Can okay. Can we do that? Or did you, yeah. want to, did you want to go over something else? Well, I wanted to say what an LLND is. Oh, great. Yes, definitely. Okay. A Lyme-littered MD. Um, that's someone who has been to training through the ILADS Physician Training Program um, they spend a week or two in the office of an LLMD or two LLMDs. Um, there are plenty of scam blind doctors around, but LLMDs have the training to know how to treat each of us as individuals. But when we get our, the, the idea is to get our germ loads way, way down right. with combination antibiotics. But once we get our germ loads way, way down, then we can probably see a holistic doctor. And that's what you did, right? Mm-hmm. So what treatments, I have a wonderful did, holistic what treatments did you get? Well, for me, um, lots of different things. Um, one thing that's, that's helped, th- things seem to help in bits and chunks. So um, low-dose naltrexone compounded um, has helped. It helps some people with neurological problems. Um, a ton of herbs and supplements. Um, it's important to take supportive supplements and herbs in the beginning to support your body against the ravages of Lyme disease because it, it damages your body. And um, so, for example, good quality fish oil, several capsules can help reduce inflammation. 
And then there are herbs and supplements that are prescribed for individuals. Um, we can get various um, complications like MS, lupus, um, ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig disease. We can get um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, um, celiac, rheumatoid arthritis. A lot of people have fibromyalgia um, and all kinds of hormonal problems. Um, cortisol can be off. Hypothyroidism is, is very common. It's rampant, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's, it's terrible. I mean, it's to the point where pretty soon most it's going to be that most people have hypothyroidism. Yeah, I think there's there's um, reasons why, as a population, the thyroid is is suffering to begin with, and then once you get the mm-hmm. bacterial load, or then your viral load gets uh, massive with the with the Lyme attacking your immune system. They th- those uh, yep. viruses go right after the thyroid to bring your temperature down, so they can they can thrive in your body, and it uh, yeah it's so it look it can look like a thyroid problem, but it's not. It's an infectious problem. Yeah, but also many of us have hypothyroidism because the thyroid is attacked. Yes. So, we, yeah, yep. we wind up taking thyroid medic medication. It's important for people to know that Lyme suppresses the immune system. Yeah. Um, and, and having multiple germs further overwhelms the, the immune system. Yep. Um, and, and that's... we seek not I, to ramp... Go ahead. I th- and I think that's one reason why it, it looks so different in so many people. It's because it, in some ways Lyme is like AIDS. It does attack your immune system. So depending on your history and what you have kind of lurking in the background, that's going to come forward. So whether mm-hmm. you have a little autoimmune problem or whether you have uh, uh, herpes or Epstein-Barr virus hiding back there or strep or a little meningitis that when your body's healthy can keep under control – once the Lyme gets going and attacks your immune system, all of a sudden it's party time for all these different uh, viruses and, and other pathogens. Bingo. Right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That's why we need individual care and it takes a long time. And and um, LL&Ds are some of the smartest doctors around because of all they've learned. Um, and the idea is to get our germ loads way, way, way down so the immune system can heal with certain um, and specific supplements will help. Um, and we need good quality probiotics with billions of units in each capsule to protect us from the die-off from very helpful germs in our gut. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get all our complications identified. I, I already mentioned um, a lot of those. Um, and, and again, I had progressive MS. A lot of people with Lyme have MS. MS and, and, and uh, fibromyalgia are very common. Um, Lyme can be contracted in the womb and from breast milk. Yeah. It's been, it's been shown that deer flies and horse flies can also transmit Lyme disease. There is no study on the Internet that says you can get Lyme from a mosquito, despite, um, you know, what people have heard. There was a paper about six years ago on the internet, but then it disappeared. <laughs> Syphilis is, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's that all about? Nobody knows, but 
syphilis is sexually transmitted, and so is Lyme disease when there is an active infection. Right. Again, when there is an active infection. Right. Um, the Lyme spirochete changes into the cyst forms, mm-hmm. and they have no cell walls. They hide inside our cells yeah. where it's harder for antibiotics to reach. They can change back at will into back into the spirochetal form. And that the spirochetal form does have a cell wall. Antibiotics target on cell walls. Um, Lyme also forms Lyme biofilms. Biofilms are akin to oral biofilms in the mouth. Um, a biofilm is a conglomerate of items in the bloodstream, including Lyme. Antibiotics can hardly break up biofilms, but specific supplements and herbs can help to break up biofilms. Have you read Dr. Horowitz's book, Why Can't I Get Better? Mm-hmm. I have. Excellent book. Yes. And it's not badly priced. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, I would suggest that everybody get that book, Why Can't I Get Better by Dr. Horowitz. Um, and the Lyme vaccine, there are big profits in vaccines. The last Lyme vaccine on the market actually gave some people a type of Lyme that is resistant to treatment. No, oh, brutal. Um, yeah, that, that's terrible. Uh, the CDC right now is actively promoting a new vaccine. I saw that. So, so, yeah, everybody watch out for that vaccine. Look out. We don't know what it's going to be, but um, it's, um, it's being promoted by the CDC and by the New York Times. Now, I mean, my my take on let me here. Let me tell tell you a little story. And you know? so, my take on vaccines is like I'm I'm I've got one foot in one camp and one foot in another. So I I did get my children vaccinated, but they're twenty some years old, and when they were growing up, it's not the it seems like hundreds. It's but dozens of vaccines that they get now. So th- uh-huh. there's there's so many of them. You're right. It's a it's a big profit center, and you just have to scare the moms, and they line them up to get their shots. Um, right. Right. But and so that's but but on the other hand, you know, we I, they have been been immunized. Now, my wife worked with I'm not going to name names with with the woman at Hopkins, and she was one of the people who would travel the world formulating the flu vaccine for the year. And they would take an educated guess what they thought would arrive in the States about when and put together the flu vaccine. She never uh-huh. took the flu vaccine herself. Oh. So uh-huh. here's one of the top doctors formulating this thing, and she never got her own vaccine, be that okay. as it may. So it's just it's just kind of interesting. I, Profits you know, and politics. Yeah, you know, it, there's some people whose immune systems are weak, and maybe they should get it, maybe they shouldn't. But you have to have a you have to have a willing host. You have to be weakened in some way to get sick in the first yeah. place, including Lyme. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the people who get bit by the tick and and get the Lyme bacteria uh-huh. and successfully fight it off. I I'm mm-hmm. convinced I got sick because. I got bit, and a few days after, I was doing an Aikido workout, and I was the novice in the class, and it was just one class. It was a very hot summer day, and it was the instructor and a very advanced student and me. And if you ever seen Aikido, what they do is they throw you across the floor 300 times, 
and it just absolutely wore me out. And I think that gave the window for that bug to kind of to really get ramped up. Now, maybe I would have come down oh, with man. it nine years later like you did, and maybe it was a good thing, but th- we we have to be weak in some way to, to unless it's something like Ebola that, you know, just is so virulent that just jumps everybody's yeah. ship. So it's... Well, some people some people get Lyme when they're in the prime of health. There's, yeah. there's been no trauma, but for other people, there has been trauma yeah. mentally, um, you know, emotionally, physically, as you described, um, after after nine years I've had of having Lyme disease and not knowing it and having no signs or symptoms, you know what happened to me? I was within three days of menopause, hmm. and that's when I wound up bam in the ER. No kidding. Yeah. So watch out for for menopause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lyme is caused by menopause. <laughs> well, see, that's that's a you know that's a case where you know it's just kind of interesting. So you definitely have the the bacteria within you, and maybe your body's made some kind of peace with it, right? And there's a standoff, a Mexican standoff, and then something shifts in the bacteria's favor, and and boom, right? It, take, it takes again, over. Receive it. Yeah. 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 Um, when people get off antibiotics, um, they may go along for, I don't know, a year or two, and then something traumatic might happen, and then, bam, they're right back with Lyme disease again. It's just the way the body works. It's just the stress Mm -hmm. and the immune system. And I I see it even with my patients, my acupuncture patients, who who aren't infected, but something else uh, happens will come up. Uh, and they'll go through a stressful time and all of a sudden, you know, they've, they've got back pain that they've never had or they haven't had in 20 years or, or something else happens like that or their, their digestion goes all to heck. Um, so the stress, yeah. the stress on the immune system, our body functions very well up to, up to certain points. We need, we mm-hmm. need to de-stress. We need to detox. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about too. So what else did you do to detoxify? You talked about the probiotics. Did you have other detoxification strategies? Um, well, years ago, um, basically we had a lot, drink a lot of water and, um, uh, squeeze lemons mm-hmm. and, and that helped. But today we have, um, some more items. I use something very cheap. Um, I take psyllium tablets or capsules, mm-hmm. and on the same day <clears throat> when I, I'm having a herx, I also take um, ground flaxseed. Ah, interesting. Um, not a heaping teaspoon, but a rounded teaspoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, and what does that do? And, and the next day, my herx is almost gone. Interesting. And I take it every day until the herx is gone. It's inexpensive. And um, it works at least for me. Have you ever used activated charcoal? Um, yeah, years ago, but then I stopped. I don't know why I stopped. Okay. Just curious. Um, the psyllium and the um, ground flaxseed work together to help bind with um, with toxins in the gut and carry it out of your body. They also feed some of the bacteria lower down in the intestines, so may help some of the beneficial bacteria grow and help because some of those bacteria create substances that help detoxify and help help nourish your system. So 
It's uh-huh. it's interesting. There's it's so it's so interesting. It's so complex. That's, yeah. But I love that. I love when the I say, flax and psyllium combination. It is inexpensive. It's a great, great idea. Yeah, and for poor limers, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And lots of water. Drink lots of water. Um, and also, um, I don't want to leave without saying, never take prednisone. Yes. People out there listening, never take prednisone. And explain never why that take, is. It alters the way the immune system works. It damages the immune system long-term. People who have Lyme disease and who also took prednisone, even in small doses for for a short time, um, have a hard time getting past Lyme disease. So never take prednisone. People may get prednisone from um, a shot in their back because they have back pain or a spray in their nose or because they have pain, so they took tablets. But Never take prednisone, and if you're taking it now, stop. Yeah, it's one of those really uh, sticky wickets because Lyme disease has so much inflammation involved, and one of the main inflammatory drugs that doctors have after Tylenol is uh, is prednisone, and so they they will prescribe that very quickly, a short dose. And like you yeah. said, the short dose is enough to knock down your assist your immune system enough to give the Lyme disease oh, really man. a foot up and really start to attack you. And it, it just um, embeds it within you. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, and one thing, when I say that people need to see a holistic doctor sooner or later, along with an LLMD, um, that can also be a naturopathic doctor or a Chinese doctor, such as yourself. Um, but, but you need to get beyond... Um, you need to take a good look at what's going on in your own body because we can get all kinds of signs and symptoms. Um, can you hear the rain on the roof? I can. That's a good thing <laughs> out had, there, right? <laughs> yes. We had um, a terrible drought, but last year and this year we've had lots of rain. Um, I, I've got a lot of links um I sent a lot of links to you for your for your website so people who are poor can look at the links and get some help. Yeah, let's talk about that a little Sorry. bit because that's okay. that's the other kind of dark. There are a couple dark sides of this disease, and one is the depression that can take over when somebody's in chronic pain for years and and losing hope and really sees no other way out. Uh, mm-hmm. Then then really you know to 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 take themselves out of the situation. Um, uh-huh. and so there's that dark side of it, but then the second dark side is even if you can find a Lyme literate physician, a lot of times that's going to cost you out of pocket because they can't, it almost you can't always get, cost you out of pocket, right? Cause you mm-hmm. can't get the insurance companies to cover the diagnosis. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing if if you're in the military right now, if you're, you're a military family or for some, um, retired military, try core insurance will pay for chronic Lyme treatment. Um, be very persistent about going up the ladder. Um, other people have gotten their LLMD paid for plus their travel expenses and their and their um, all the drugs and you should too. So. so it but it takes you have to write lots of letters, make lots of phone calls. What do you have to do? Mm-hmm. Um, be persistent right up the ladder, whatever it takes. So don't take no for the answer, huh? Exactly. And that was Tricor? 
T-R-I-C-O-R-E. Okay. Now, how about for people who aren't vets? Um, almost no insurance will pay for an LL&D visit. And LL&Ds um, can't take insurance because insurance rejects them. Right. So um, that's a, a big deal for us. But um, it, for those listening who um, are poor and they need an LL&D, um, you can probably get um, do phone consults. That's phone appointments for a good while after you've been seen initially. You need to talk with your LLMD about that. So as a way to reduce costs after the initial consultation, especially if it's a long distance away, to yes. to follow up by phone. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a great yeah. idea. And how about some of these uh, uh, organizations that give grants? Okay, um... There is Limelight. Um, they have funding for treatment for those age 3 to 25. You can apply for a grant um, at their website, and it's um, that's on the list. Also, for kids, um, there's something called Lyme Aid for Kids from Lyme Disease, the Lyme Disease Association. It's $1,000 to um, pay for an LOD and for um, transportation to the LLMD if you need to come from out of state, for example. Well, that's encouraging. And there's also, uh-huh, um, that's been around for years and years. Amy Tan, I understand, started it. Um, low-income funding for Lyme testing for adults is called um, LimeTap at www.limetap.com. That's also on the list. You can go there and apply online. Um, they have line testing and also for other tick-borne illnesses. And how about low-cost uh, antibiotics or other meds? Um, some Sometimes insurance will pay for all your meds. Sometimes they'll only pay for them for a while. If that happens, um, appeal or decision, you know, fight the good fight, but if they still say no, then um, try to switch insurance companies. So, for example, um, if you're up to age 26, then you're covered on your parents' insurance. Uh, that's by Obamacare. Um, or you can try the state Medicaid office if you're poor. That's actually good insurance, and there has been an, inf- an infusion of Obamacare dollars into, into the state Medicaid. Um, or this fall... Um, you could try your state's insurance exchange program. Um, if you leave an employer, you may be eligible for COBRA. Um, your university may have insurance. Um, or you may get Medicare because um, you're eligible for disability. There is an online organization called Prescription Hope. They arrange for drugs to be sent free by manufacturers of the drugs, and then you pay Prescription Hope a fee for each drug each month. Um, also, Walmart, Sam's Club, and Costco have certain lists of generics for about $5 a month. Um, but they have different lists, so call around. And you don't have to qualify for this at all. Um, and you don't have to be a member of Sam's Club or Costco. 
You could just uh, use the pharmacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Terrific. And there's something called the needy meds card. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't heard of that one. What is it? Well, even a millionaire can use their free discount needy meds card. Um, you go to their website and print it off. It's in the upper left. And then you show it to your pharmacist when your insurance won't pay. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you um, what your discount will be for that drug. Um, and also, it's a good site to explore uh, for poor people. They may find something that will help. Again, that's needymeds.org. And we'll have you have a wonderful resource list. I'll make sure all this information gets up on the uh, Lot Ninja you. website. And so people can just go there and, and peruse the clicks and, and, and use that as a resource. It's really an incredible okay. list you put together. Thank you. Um, the independent pharm- you're welcome. The independent pharmacies um, are, for example, um, a compounding pharmacy. They're typically far less expensive and far more pleasant to do business with um, than the big chain pharmacies. Um, and there are other free cards besides needy meds. Collect these if you can and keep them in your wallet so you can pull them out and give them to a pharmacist if you need to. Um, and also for veterans, um, the VA has an unwritten national policy against diagnosing and treating chronic Lyme disease. Uh. And they don't know how to treat early Lyme. Um, there's nothing surprising about that, given their track record, but... Um, if you're a veteran, please know that you can get disability um, from a pension from the VA even before you're age 65. Most veterans don't know that. Um, veterans who are homeless or going homeless can contact the outreach social worker at your local VA, um, not the regular social workers, um, to find a veteran's homeless place to live at, at least for a while, um, a few or several weeks until you can get a HUD housing voucher. And most people have to wait about a year or so before they get into HUD housing, but um, veterans wait just a few or several weeks. If veterans are having a hard time paying for gas or electric, try the American Legion. So the resources out there, you just need to know how to ferret them out, huh? Yeah, and I'm poor, so I've had to ferret out a lot of these things. <laughs> it's, time, it's time for you to write a book. <laughs> there are things like um, Netflix, still snail mails, DVDs, and that's cheap, so that's good to know. And your your local library may have DVDs that you can check out. Yeah, ours um, does. Yeah. Um, there's essential reading about the history of the politics and profits at LymeDisease.org. Um, Look for why we protest against the IDSA, mm-hmm. and also look for um, they have several blogs on the top right of the website um, under political action: the history of federal line legislation in eight parts, and um, also there's a blog called Line Policy Wonk at LymeDisease.org. Those three pages are very good. Um, there's a good supportive blog called Touched by Lyme. Um, there's a hardcover magazine from them called Lyme Times. And um, you can get the latest news for Limeland at LymeDisease.org at Facebook. And um, you have links for all of these. 
You just had the chronic Lyme quality of life study. That is important. Um, it shows our quality of life. Here's what Lyme has done to us. Right. Right. Now, um, some people get... Go ahead. No, you go first. Some people get the complication of MCS, multiple chemical sensitivities. Yeah. That's the liver um, being overwhelmed. A, mm-hmm. There's a very good DVD. It's called Homesick. Um, and just... Um, Google homesick-video.com. Yeah. Very good DVD. Some get the complication of mold sensitivity yep, or sensitivity same, to EMF. Yep. Yeah. Same sort and of thing. And you need a great private doctor for that. Yeah. So. Yep. To, yeah. yeah, exactly. Again, to, to ferret all those complications out. Yeah. Lyme just it yeah. weakens you and makes you more susceptible to all these weird things. And uh, yes, there are does. lots of weird things out there that can really wreak havoc. There's no doubt about yep. that. Whether it is your cell phone or or your wireless in your home or the mm-hmm. actual electrical wires in your home or whether it's mold that's behind the, the shower curtain or behind the, the drywall in in your uh-huh. laundry room or basement or wherever. And if, again, if you're fairly healthy, maybe it gives you a little bit of a sinus infection once or twice a year. But if you're really sick, it can knock you out and put you down. And they'll come back and say, well, you don't have Lyme disease. And that's correct. It's you're affected by mold now. The Lyme disease mm-hmm. is taking a back seat and the mold is really clobbering you or whatever else it yeah. is. So it's, it is, it takes patience. It takes diligence. And I think. I was going to ask you about all this education, but I think that I've answered my own question is you really, in order to fight this disease, to become a lion ninja, to, to coin a phrase, you really have to educate yourself and you have to learn all these yeah. different ways to fight it. And there's the financial side and there's the politics side and then there's the organizational side and then the, the treatment side, but, and then there's also your individual case. And, uh, yeah, right when you feel at your very worst, when your brain can barely function, all of a sudden you've got all these different topics that you have to take care of. Yeah. Your finances, your, your, your care, and, and you're like, what do I have? And, and what else do I have? And what else do I have? And you have to take care of all of that. And just to add on to that, um, I wanted to tell you that Lyme medical exercise um, really helped me a lot. Um, it's from Dr. Briscano's information at iLabs.org. Um, and he has physical therapy information too, but that, his line medical exercise did a lot for me. Um, and we're, we're ill. I mean, we can hardly move, but it's the kind of exercise where you sit down um, on a machine in a gym and then you move one muscle group at a time. And you don't huff or puff. You don't make grunting sounds because that's overdoing it. You use just enough of, um, what's the word? <laughs> Resistance, effort. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just, just enough of an effort to, to, to exercise, um, your muscles. And when you're done with that machine, then all you have to do is get up and walk to the next machine and you get to sit down again. So it's great <laughs> for, for <limers. laughs> um, But aerobics will gobble up too much right. energy. And, for the and creates too much inflammation. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. ILADS has the new evidence-based guidelines for the management of Lyme disease out. They do. We've been waiting years and years for that, and now it's out. Oh, another thing we haven't talked about, under our skin. Um, it's the, the Lyme documentary, and um, coming out soon is Under Our Skin 2, right. Emergence. And people can ask their Lyme support group um, how they can view these or, or purchase Under Our Skin uh, from the Under Our Skin website or at Amazon, or they can view it free at Hula. Oh, cool. Hulu, H-U-L-U. Yep. I contacted the producer, and I, I'm not famous enough for him to come on the show, but I'm hoping in a, in a few few months that uh, we'll have a big enough audience that he'll be calling me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he came, um, Andy Abrahams Wilson came twice to New Mexico when um, Under Our Skin was being shown at the Santa Fe Film Festival and at the Guild Cinema in in um, Albuquerque. Very cool. And he came to, to both. He came both times. Um, he's great. So I like him a lot. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he was really nice. He's just like, I'm super busy right now, and I have to ration my time and keep in touch. That's what he said. Yeah. So I told him, well, my goal yeah. is to be to be big enough that you'll want to come on my show. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to come out with his new film pretty soon. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's I I think it's like any week, isn't it? In September, he said. Um, last I heard, August, but okay. we're already in August. Yeah, well, it's I imagine that's a fairly large project. Some things have come up at the last minute, so <laughs> they always maybe do. Maybe have to be sure to get those in. Oh, another thing, caregivers. Full-time caregivers get paid in some states, depending on funding. Um, people should call their state aging office or ask for health department for their health department and and ask where do you find out about caregivers getting paid? So they can get some in-home help mm-hmm. for basic for basic stuff. Mm-hmm. That's great. And Lyme is a stress-sensitive illness. It sure is. Uh, we need to manage our energy with frequent frequent rests. So, for example, when you feel yourself getting a little tired, um, sit down, close your eyes for two or three or four minutes. That can do wonders to help renew your energy. Um, and also, when we do as little multitasking as possible, that helps us. <laughs> Even for something mundane like like emptying the the dishwasher. Um, you know, if you gather up the spoons first, then gather up the the um, the knives and put those in the drawer. Then gather up the forks and put those in the drawer. Wow. Um, when you, yeah, even for something real simple like that, when you cut way, way, way back on multitasking, um, you'll find it's better. It gives us. Um, it, it helps preserve our energy. Hmm. Multitasking um, runs through our energy. It does. And another thing, Lyme treatment needs to be different for everybody. Um, so what your Lyme friend gets for treatment will be different from what you get for treatment because we're all individuals. Um, That's a tough lesson because you want to, yeah. you need to be inspired and learn from your friends and the other people in the support groups and on the internet. But what works mm-hmm. for somebody may not work for you. 
and it right. and it doesn't have it can't get down. It doesn't mean that you're hopeless, and it doesn't mean that the 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 treatment doesn't work. It just means that it may not have been the right thing at the right time for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I find that in acupuncture, you can do. People ask, they'll they'll say, "Wow, the needle you did last week was great. The point you did last week was great. Can we do it again?" And to try to explain to them you're a completely different person than you were last week, even if we did the same point, you're probably not going to have the same reaction to it. It's like you can't step in the same river at the same time. Things have changed. And it's yeah. it's a hard concept to wrap your mind around because we're the, the medical system is so much about standardization and we want the drug to do the exact same thing. It's tested to do that, you know, the double blind placebo based study yeah. is all designed to to eliminate any kind of individuality. But the truth is we're completely individual. Yes, we are. Yep. Um we're not stick figures and we we've got to be seen as being individuals. Because that's when we get better. Yes, and you are quite the individual. So my last question for you, (laughs) because I want to be respectful of your time. What is your biggest learning from Lyme disease? What has it taught you? It's taught me that there's more than meets the eye. It's taught me that we have some terrible things going on in the the U.S., and we need to to address these. So, for example... um, we had a big turnaround in healthcare these last several years, but now we need a big turnaround in medical care. We need to stop the corruption in medical care. And Lyme disease um, is a microcosm of, of most all of, of uh, medical care. So there's so much to be learned from Lyme disease. It is. It seems to be the intersection of where all the bad fault lines come together, whether it's political, whether it's actual treatment, whether it's money. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. 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 The more you learn about Lyme disease, the more you learn about health care, medical care, and where our country's going. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. And for for people who are are poor out there and they think they could have Lyme disease, um, chronic Lyme disease... I want to tell you, most benefits are a hassle to get, but when you love yourself, do it anyway. Do it anyway for your future self. It may take a long time because you have Lyme disease. You, know, you can only do so much every day, And you're but dealing love yourself with, and do it anyway. Right. You're dealing with the government, so nothing moves quickly with that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's worth the fight. It's a good fight. Fight a good fight. Yes. Fight the Lyme Ninja fight. There you go. Well, Dan, <laughs> you've been delightful to talk with. Thank you very, very much. It's been fun. It has, and thank you. You should do more <laughs> interviews. You're you're a wealth of knowledge. You really, really are. Well, I live in fear for everybody else who gets this. Because once you've had chronic Lyme, you become a Lyme warrior. You don't want anyone else to... To not know about Lyme disease. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I had acupuncture. Um, I had about 10 sessions from my insurance. That's what I could afford. Mm-hmm. But um, I was taking that at the same time as antibiotic combinations, at the same time as gym, at the same time as um, I, I needed to take hydrocortisone mm. for um, low cortisol. So I, 
you know, I had I was doing all this at once. Right. And um, I got so much better, so much faster with my program. So, Glad I to hear it. Very grateful for because I got so much better. Yeah, terrific. It's part of the part of the program. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what it does, but it, but it does something. <laughs> we're, we're left with a five thousand year old explanation, and it makes some people crazy when you say something like "chi." So we'll just leave it as a mystery. <laughs> Okie doke. I love the fact that she was using Lime Ninja facts back at you. It's important to know your Lime Ninja facts. <laughs> True that. It it tickles me pink that some that people are getting entertained or being entertained by that. You know, every time we record those, I laugh. We have to trim that off the recording. They they do tickle me pink too. <laughs> there are two ways to listen to Lime Ninja Radio. The first is subscribe. Uh, to the podcast on iTunes. So just go to iTunes and search for Lime Ninja Radio. You can also do that. You can also do that at Stitcher. Right, which is a service similar to iTunes. You can also go to our website, which has the show notes. LimeNinjaRadio.com If you want to send us an email, you can also do that. So you can reach us by email. Feedback at LimeNinjaRadio.com And our next show is going to be an interview with Dr. John Connell. He's the director of the Vitamin D Council, and he's got some great information about the importance of vitamin D for Lyme disease. And to wrap things up, the ninja fact of the day. Did you know a ninja doesn't expect the unexpected? He is the unexpected. Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique, and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.